Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel, myself, Blair Phillips will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who is our bridegroom at the marriage of the Lamb. And so we are in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, which reads, says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And so, Brother Daniel, we are in the same passage as what we did our last podcast, where there's a heavenly song that is going on. And so this one is actually now being sung uh, we had a song by those in heaven. We had a song by the 24 elders. And now it says of, that this is just a voice that is happening in heaven. And then uh, John also hears a great multitude singing it. And so we have this song being sung that, that Jesus, uh, as the lamb, is also a bridegroom. And that there's this marriage happening with the bride. And so in the midst of all these judgment passages that we just came from, and in the midst of some very intense judgment passages that we're going into, we have the revelation of the Lamb being the bridegroom. This is a very beautiful passage. In fact, uh, if I were to read um, three most important or most compelling uh, section of the book of Revelation, I would uh, highlight Revelation 1. Uh, the description, because there are more than 30 description of the beauty yes. of Jesus. And now I highlight Revelation 19 here, the marriage of the Lamb as a climax. And then the third one will be Revelation 22, the final exaltation about that his desire to return to us as soon as possible. I might sneak Revelation 5 in there. Okay, someplace. Revelation 5 is good. Revelation 4 and 5, the beauty realm is uncontested. But I, I, I concede on that one. I would agree with you, though, that... Um, I mean, we had a super heavy passage of revelations of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, mm-hmm. and then 4, and then a little 7, 6 area, and then they've kind of been sprinkled throughout the book of Revelation now. But here's we're in Revelation chapter 19. We're going to be here for quite a while because we have the largest deposit of the revelations of Jesus that we've had for quite some time in this journey. Yes, Revelation 19, we have a series of very profound description of Jesus. Uh, I think probably the most condensed or concentrated uh, uh, number of description other than Revelation chapter 1 is found in Revelation chapter 19 because mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 19, like Revelation chapter 11, describe the second coming of Jesus with details. Mm-hmm. And two key words that is in Revelation 19, 7 that really uh, encouraged me greatly, and I think encouraged the Apostle John to the point where he actually knelt down and worshipped, and the angel actually has to rebuke him and say, hey, don't worship us. We're fellow servants just like you. Worship God. My personal opinion, Blair, is such that I don't think John, being a very seasoned and matured saint, would make the mistake of worshipping an angel but he did it twice in Revelation 19 and 21. And both times, he saw the bride of Christ, the glory of the bride of Christ. I think that Jasper glory that's coming out in Revelation 21 in the New Jerusalem, the Lamb's wife, and the Revelation 19, the bride that's made herself ready, caused him to respond 
in such a way because the jasper glory is only the qualitative glory of the one who's seen on the throne like you say in Revelation chapter 4 and 5 chapter 4 talk about the one sitting on the throne whose glory is like jasper and sardius mm -hmm. so we we know that John was impacted by a beauty realm here. But a beauty realm now does not emit just from the Ancient of Days and from the Lamb, but also from the Bride who is now fully man, uh, manifesting the glory of the Bridegroom. Mm -hmm. And so two words that are very key here is number one, the marriage of the Lamb has come. Amen. It is time. Oh, I am so excited. Finally is the wedding day. There's nothing more exciting than that. Secondly, he's also uh, emphasizing the fact that the bride has made herself ready. Mm -hmm. She has been responsive. She's, she has been sewing her garment, her righteous garment of the saints, the kitel, the wedding garment, and she got the wedding garment ready in time for her wedding. She's not naked. She's covered with beauty. That's so amazing. She's so mature. The, the time has come. And she's ready. These are the two key things. There's nothing exceeding this reality of the timing has come and she's ready on time to yeah. be married. Well, I think we have to note that we're in Revelation chapter 19. We're well over a hundred descriptions of Jesus that we've touched on, but John has beheld 19 chapters of Revelation that we would all have you know, if we had received a few verses of this revelation as an individual, we'd be touting that around the rest of our lives. But, and this is one of the only places, the first places, that he actually stops writing or st and, and, and interjects that he was moved to worship in this moment was beholding the lamb with the marriage supper with the bride. You know, Blair, I actually I'm quite amazed about you right now I'm not thinking so much of the passage because uh, in the process of us recording this podcast you have uh, in several occasions highlighted something that actually quite new to me uh, and when I wrote the devotion when I meditate on it I didn't see it on a certain angle until you actually mention it it become crystal clear to me for example uh, in this case of the marriage of the lamb and the bride being made ready I knew that John was so overwhelmed by the beauty of the bride because 19 chapters of events of the three series of judgment, Both the seal, the trumpet, events. and the bows, just one bow is enough to traumatize <laughs> someone for the entire life. Yes. Okay, After 19 chapters, then the creature, the living creatures and uh, the hosts of heaven will declare the judgment of the Lord is righteous and is true. And then John saw the beauty of the bride and said, oh, everything is worth it. Everything that we go through is worth it. Amen. So I thought that was the main point that he was so overwhelmed because all that the momentary suffering and whatever big drama and the birth bangs and the the three series of, of seals, uh, trumpet and bow judgment, they all lead to this beautiful climax of the wedding. So it's worth it. Mm -hmm. But today you mentioned something that I actually did not pay attention before, which is up to Revelation 19, John has also been bombarded by over 100 beautiful description of who Jesus is 
basically weave throughout all these chapters of the book of Revelation. So while the judgment series and the intensity of the event were hitting John, causing him to wonder, why are you even creating the whole world if it's going to end like this? At the same time, God is undergirding him with the beauty of Jesus and both of this goodness and the severity of God, the beauty of God and the beauty of God in his justice is hitting John at the same time. This is like intensity square. This is not (laughs) not just intensity. I thought it was intensity and John says worth all the intensity in Revelation 19. This is intensity square in two different directions and John says worth it. Oh God, you are so just and true and we are going to end up in that eternal state of glory. I think we have to also recognize that John is being a friend of the bridegroom in this moment. He is recognizing and I think also responding out of the heart of the Lamb that Jesus is saying that this was worth it. I mean, our audience, think of the the one that you know, the Jesus that you fellowship with day in and day out as your tender, loving Savior has instigated and led this entire book of unfoldings up to this point with all these judgments, with all these global events. and But this was the reason. This was what he was working towards. This is what he even started the three or the seven year and the three and a half year journey towards that he was waiting for. This is the two thousand year journey of, of since the cross and the, the five to six thousand year journey of creation was that he would have an equally yoked bride on earth that he would be married to. Amen and amen because he's the one who is determined to be joined with his bride on the day of the marriage of the Lamb. We are the bride of Christ that must be ready for that day. And because of that, we pray and live in such a day to be ready through the first commandment in the first place, overflowing into active Great Commission engagement, knowing that it begins from where we're at with the people right in front of us in the providential leadership of God all the way to the ends of the earth. And Father, we pray that, Lord, just as you are the Christ who is coming in power and glory and you're coming quickly because you love your bride and you cannot bear the long suffering of being separated from her, not be able to be dwelling with her in eternity in the new Jerusalem. You want to come and receive her to yourself and the fullness of that time you would come. But until then, you are giving us more time, Lord Jesus, to see more people coming into your kingdom So will you help us to prepare ourselves and those that you lead us into to come in contact with, with the act with the active discipleship of obeying your truth and walking out the witness of the gospel on a regular basis. Help us to be ready and help us to make many people ready for the marriage of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for we are one just as your Father are in you, is in you, and you are in your Father, and you are in us because you want to be one with us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation.
Your love, you satisfy.